0: videos I've talked about the vast time range within which the megalith builders were active and I've cast doubt on the way these sophisticated groups of people supposedly evolved these construction skills um, and engineering capabilities independently from one another rather suddenly and sometime after they had created the first agricultural settlements. So let's talk a bit more about how it's supposed to have gone, roughly. The agricultural revolution took place from 10,000 BCE in the Fertile Crescent in the Near East. And the general idea is that this flair for farming spread to the West and to the East at different times over the next few thousand years. This diagram shows how farming spread in Europe moving gradually westwards and to the far north. This doesn't necessarily mean that one group of uh, farmers migrated westwards and one migrated eastwards, taking their techniques with them. It's more the theory that the same ingenuity struck different hunter-gatherer groups at different times as the climate warmed following the last ice age. I'm putting this simply, um, but anyway, it's useful to get a general idea of how, how it's supposed to have happened. After a few thousand years, these early farmers then developed the idea of building enormous megalithic structures at a time when the written language didn't yet exist. This megalithic building enterprise encompassed a variety of different structures, including passage tombs, court cairns, portal dolmens, long barrows, necropoli, stone rows, heres, stone circles and temples. The purpose of each monument is debated. Um, it seems some were centred around burials and others around rituals of the living. But what's certain is that there were thousands of these megalithic structures and buildings. Not, not hundreds, thousands. All this was still in the period called the New Stone Age or Neolithic. Following uh, the Neolithic at the dawn of the Bronze Age, which came earliest in the Near East, just as with the agricultural revolution, we see the first cities being built, such as those of Mesopotamia, ancient Egypt, and the Indus Valley civilization. This was when proto-writing was developed, as well as even more elaborate megalithic building projects, such as ziggurats and pyramids. I know the dating is a bit controversial around some of these monuments, but we can get into that at another time. The other types of megalithic structures that had been built during the Neolithic continue to be erected at this time as well. It's also when the Nurage, Holy Wells, and Giant's Graves of Sardinia appeared. Now, we know that distinct cultures did exist in the Neolithic because of the pottery and grave goods they left behind, as well as the funerary rituals they practiced. So, how do we account for the similarities between these cultures and the almost sudden way that they they sprung up? So, I, I mean, I'm definitely drawn to the idea of a lost civilization, um, as championed by Graham Hancock, amongst others. Graham's exhaustive primary and secondary research show that there's a lot of weight to this theory. And if you haven't read his books, you should, they're brilliant. Um, Now broadly speaking, the premise is that the survivors of a lost, sophisticated ancient civilization, probably around during the last ice age, which had been destroyed in a catastrophe, pass down knowledge to future generations in disparate regions by living alongside them. Knowledge on mathematics, engineering, biology, astronomy, and so forth. There are so many merits to this theory. I mean, natural disasters are very prevalent in recorded history. They happen a lot. And the geological record shows catastrophes have taken place pretty relentlessly for millions of years. The Earth, as well as the flora and fauna that live on it, have changed significantly over an extremely long timeline. And this is all backed by scientific evidence. We know the sea levels have changed considerably since the last glacial maximum of the most recent Ice Age. We know dinosaurs went extinct millions of years ago because of a catastrophe. We know the last Ice Age had several interglacial periods during its two million years, and in these times, The ice sheets retreated long enough for woolly mammoths to roam around England, for example. We know that Malta was joined to Sicily by a land bridge during the last glacial maximum, as was the British Isles joined to Europe. And there's now a lot of scientific support for the Younger Dryas impact theory, which explains the strange period of cooling that came about at the end of the last ice age. We also know Homo sapiens, have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. So it's not a stretch to imagine that a lost civilization did exist. Of course, there are obvious problems with this theory. It's hard to know when or where this civilization flourished exactly. If it existed alongside hunter gatherers in the long Paleolithic period during the last Ice Age, then why didn't it leave anything behind that we can still see today? Is all the evidence under the sea, maybe? Um, or is it right in front of us and we aren't, we aren't seeing it? Maybe our interpretation of the archeological evidence from the hunter-gatherer cultures is wrong. Perhaps numerous catastrophes destroyed the evidence, depending on the nature of them. If we, for argument's sake, agree that there was a lost civilization, why were the survivors going around the world persuading people To quarry giant rocks. That's still quite a mystery. It explains where they got the skills from, but it doesn't explain the motivation. There are some ideas around astronomy, such as uh, the monuments encoding a warning to future generations about asteroids, or there's the more fabulous theory um, that the megaliths are aligned with our extraterrestrial homeland. But anyway, as I'm always saying, whatever the reason for the Neolithic people to build giant stone monuments, the benefits had to have outweighed the vast resources invested in the projects. It had to be very important. So whether they decided to do it from their own random compulsion or they were being taught by other people, the whole thing is still quite bizarre. It's also strange that some places seem to have avoided me- megalithism um, more or less completely, such as Sicily, um, and as one example. And that the concentration of Neolithic megalithic monuments seems to be much more intense in certain areas, such as Malta, Western Iberia, Southeastern Italy, um, and the west of the British Isles, more than elsewhere. I do think that the myths and stories. That started to be written down during the appearance of the earliest civilizations could very well be rooted in more ancient times, and have been passed down by oral tradition. And let's face it, those stories are all about cycles, catastrophes, and the cosmos. Linguistics, linguistics is really important um, as a research tool as well. I'm fascinated by language isolates, which are languages with no relation to any other. I wonder what historic truths are encoded in language. Just because humans weren't writing in the Neolithic, or at least weren't writing on a material that survived, it doesn't mean they weren't talking. And that some language today have vocabulary going back to ancient times. I personally think the truth is staring us right in the face and we're just kind of missing it. I wanna keep exploring, I'm gonna keep doing research, let's see how we get on. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe to my channel and follow me on Instagram for more content. The GPS locations of sites I have visited are listed on my website. I've also started putting fact sheets up on there. So I'll see you next time.